Bienvenidos and welcome to La Raza Chronicles, Crónicas de la Raza. I'm your host, Vanessa Bohm, with Nina Serrano and Julieta Kuznir. In tonight's program, we'll hear a report from the Adelante Detention Center about the immigrant hunger strike. We'll also talk about the 100th anniversary of Nicaraguan poet Ruben Darío. And we'll also speak with two bands that will be performing at the 34th annual Encuentro del Canto Popular this Sunday, December 6th at the chapel in San Francisco. We'll speak with local band Soltron and the Brooklyn-based band La Mecánica Popular. All this and more, stay tuned. You're listening to La Raza Chronicles, Cronicas de la Raza. I have on the line with me Miriam Martinez Aranda. She is a doctoral candidate at the University of California, Santa Cruz. And her focus of her research is detention and criminalization of Latino immigrants in the United States. She is not only a doctoral student, she's also volunteering with community initiatives for visiting immigrants in confinement, CIVIC. So CIVIC works to end the isolation and abuse of people in the United States in U.S. immigration detention through visitation, independent monitoring, storytelling, and advocacy. So, Medium, thank you so much for joining us. That's why we have you on the line with us today. We're really thankful that you've taken some time out of your work to tell us about where you're at now and some of what you've seen. So, first off, why don't you start off by telling our listeners, where are you? Yes, thank you for having me, Julieta. Well, right now I am at Adelanto Detention Center, in the city of Adelanto, this is in the San Bernardino County. I was just visiting some men that are being held in the Adelanto Detention Facility. And this detention facility is run by the GEO Group, which is a private company that holds immigrant detainees. So can you tell us a little bit more about how detention system works in general and who is being held and how this typically works? Well, first, you know, we got to have in mind that Immigrants in detention are denied basic needs, such as contact with lawyers and loved ones, adequate food and hygiene, and access to fresh air and sunlight. So all of these people, they endure racial slurs and discriminatory treatment by prison staff. Practically, you know, even though this is called a detention center, in reality, it's a prison. And they are subject to substandard medical care and denial of specialty care. I mean, a lot of them are put in, in solitary confinement when they have some mental illness or when they are even sick. Since 2007, the detention system, there is a congressional mandate quota, which requires that arbitrarily 34,000 people need to be detained daily in these detention centers. Obviously, by having this bed quota, this has led to prolonged detention for individuals who could have been released. I mean, these detentions keep growing and growing. Currently, we have over 250 prisons operated by federal, state, and local governments, as well as the GEO Group, you know, private corporations. And it's very, you know, emotionally draining, physically, um, financially, you not know, to all of our 
immigrant communities. So what has been happening at this Ascension Center? Why has Civic decided to start visiting Adelanto? Yes, because right now there's a hunger strike. And this is a nationwide hunger strike. And the people that are participating in this strike are asylum seekers that have been detained for a, a long amount of time, some of them for more than two years. And what's happening is that most of these people already have passed their credible fear interview, which is the first step when you seek asylum at the port of entry in the United States. And what happened is that when you pass this interview, this credible fear interview, policy dictates that after they pass, the asylum seekers should be released to continue the legal process of their case while they are, they are free. But instead, GEO and ICE are keeping these people in detention center while they are also making money by the suffering of these detainees and their families. I'm speaking to Miriam Martinez-Aranda. She is a doctoral candidate at UCLA, and she's also a volunteer with CIVIC, which is Community Initiatives for Visiting Immigrants in Confinement. She's speaking to us right now directly from Adelanto Detention Center in the city of Adelanto in San Bernardino County. Miriam, you've heard a lot of stories. You've talked to a lot of people. Tell us what the conditions are like for the people that are being held in this facility. Yes, today... We actually had a group of people trying to visit the detainees that are in a hunger strike. And what occurred today, we were not allowed to talk to them. What we were trying to do is we are trying to get these people some pro bono attorneys that can help them with their case. But ICE and the GEO group decided to deny our entrance. They, they just started putting a lot of obstacles in our way. And this has been the third or the fourth time that we've been there. And every time we go, we are met with some excuse of why we cannot see these people. We have visited before. People are really desperate. They haven't done anything criminal. They are refugees. They are coming to this country to look for better opportunities. And most of them, you know, they even have family members in this country And they have already, like I said before, passed a credible fear interview, which is a step. And they are following all of the rules, but they are just not being allowed to fight their case while being out of detention. Basically, what is happening is that these people are expected to buy their freedom out of these detentions. And a lot of the bonds that the judges, the the immigration court system is offering to them, it's astonishing the amount of money. have bonds of $50,000. A hundred thousand dollars for people that haven't committed a crime and are just refugees looking for a better life here in the United States. Median, so why don't you put this into context? So all these people that are being detained, which there are many people, you know, where you are visiting right now in Adelanto Detention Center, there are many people that are taking big risks to actually draw attention to what they are facing on a daily basis in terms of conditions. Why don't you give us a sense of what they're doing to really try to protest some of these conditions and also their detention in general? You know, their demands are really humane. They are just demanding an immediate end to arbitrary detention and deportation. And the way they are being met, these demands are being met by ICE and the GEO group, is by pretty much punishing these people. I mean, in the case of Adelanto, you know, the hunger strikers have been met with a lot of intimidation. They've been isolated, and this has created panic 
among the other detainees. And the men have, have faced a lot of harassment and intimidation, including threats of anal feeding if they did not eat, and also with expedited deportation. Also, they are being denied visits from community members and from attorneys. So what can people do who are not being detained to support those that are being currently held in these detention centers? Well, for one, I really ask the public to be involved on visiting. Just get involved with an organization that is providing these visits and organizing to go see the people that are detained in these detention centers. Civic is one of them. And another way that you can help is by being part of a hotline. There is a national campaign right now, actually, by Civic that is establishing a national 24-7 hotline where these detainees can call and get uh, support and also information, you know, about their families because a lot of them, a lot of even the family members, they don't even know where their families are detained. So you have the system that people just disappear and you have fathers, mothers, you know, daughters, sons just worrying about their family members. And that would be a good way to support, to connect. Obviously, also, always calling the representative, you know, and signing petitions online to bring accountability to the GEO Group, which is a private corporation, and to ICE to end, you know, these punitive measures that have taken against these people that are asking for an immediate end to arbitrary detention and deportation. So what if someone listening here has a friend or family member that is currently being held? What do you recommend for them? I would say you can go to the Civic website. They have a lot of information there, how to go uh, step by step on how to, to try to find your family member. Because I know it is really difficult. I mean, this system makes it really, really difficult for you to get connected and to provide the support that your family member needs when it's in detention. you you got to call the, uh, the ICE phone line. You know, you will give the information of the person that's being detained and they will let you know where this person is. you got to be very patient because they never pick up the phone. It's rarely that they do. But you got to keep insisting. The best way is just try to navigate through Civic, through the website, that they offer a lot of information on how to find the person that you're looking for. to La Raza Chronicles, Crónicas de la Raza, and I'm your host, Vanessa Bohm. Well, it's time for this year's Encuentro del Canto Popular, which is one of the year's most exciting musical events in the Bay Area, organized by Acción Latina Community Center every year to celebrate and honor the richness of Latino culture through music and more. This is the 34th year Acción Latina is organizing the event, and La Raza Chronicles listeners get a sneak peek of some of the bands that will be performing on Sunday, December 6th at the chapel in San Francisco. One of the performances will be of local San Francisco band Soltron that has been capturing a lot of attention since their debut performance earlier this year. 
I'm joined in studio by some of the members of the band who are here to tell us all about this exciting journey as one of the newest up-and-coming bands from the Bay Area. Thank you guys for coming in studio and joining us. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Well, I want to say I was present at your debut performance. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I was one of the lucky ones who made it to Mission Cultural Center. And... I did not know what to expect. And of course, the performance was amazing and the music was great. But one of the things I was so surprised by was there were so many people on stage. <laughs> we got a pretty big group. You guys are a huge group. Why don't you introduce yourselves and the members of the band that couldn't be here today? My name is Anthony Sierra and um, I play the congas in the group, percussion and sing uh, vocals as well sometimes. Here we got Manolo Davila and I play guitar and I sing i'm noah rosen i played tenor saxophone in the group yeah and we have uh many other members we got akil mestayer who's also on a whole bunch of instruments percussion remy spiro on timbales chequere um singing as well everybody sings in the group um aturo blanco on drum set daniel riera on iwi uh iwi synthesizer and flute roque baron on vocals adriano marrero también on vocals we have um, Ruben Sandoval on trombone, Christian Navarro on trumpet, Kai Lyons, Kai Lyons on bass. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, that's the squad. Well, it's a wonderful group of folks. You guys are amazing, and the music is great. And I know that you have a really strong bass in Latino musical traditions, but you also mix jazz and a little bit of hip-hop and, you know, different genres of music. How did you all come together to make music? And were you all friends before and you just decided to jam and you thought, oh, let's create a band? Or how did it all start? Um, all right, so I'll just recount this from the way that, uh, that I saw it and felt it. Um, I always wanted to be a part of a band where I could feel that I could play music that was reflective of my culture, but then was also original from here, reflective of the culture from the Bay Area. And we had all kind of known each other, you know, various parts of the group. Everybody kind of knew each other through music previously. But like I had played with Manolo um, before I met Akil. And uh, I met Akil through John Calloway's class at San Francisco State University. And me, him, and Remy, we started uh, playing Bata together. And I always had, had this idea to make a group. And the day that I brought up that conversation to Akil... I said, you know, man, I always wanted to start a group and I wanted to be this. And he cut me off and we finished each other's sentence. And our idea for the group, the concept, we had the exact same vision. And this was, you know, by chance, just because of the drums. I had just gotten back from Cuba and I was studying bata drums, which is a folkloric drums that they have and that they use in many religious ceremonies. And that's what I was studying for three months while, um, you know, amongst other things. And when I got back, I met him, we talked about it, we talked to Remy, and then from there, that grew, we put our heads together, we thought of all the people we could summon, and we all came together and created this awesome band where we've been meeting for, mm, I want to say like a year and a half once yeah, a week. Year and a half. Year and a half once a week. Just commitment. None of us have paid ourselves, we're doing this for the greater good of the sound, the idea, the concept. Well, it's beautiful music. I love it. Definitely will get you dancing. And I'm excited that you guys are going to be part of the 34th uh, Encuentro del Canto Popular, which is a pretty amazing event considering the legacy that it has 
the 34th year and it always brings together amazing local artists, artists from all over the US and from Latin America as well. Alejandro y Maria Laura from Peru have played um, at the Encuentro, David Aguilar de Mexico, local bands and musicians like Diana Gameros, uh, Maria Jose Montijo, um, and many, many other musicians. What does it feel like to be part of this year's uh, Encuentro and this rich legacy of amazing artists? I feel that this is like a, a reoccurring feeling that's happening because I remember going to Encuentro Popular while younger, like many other things that I did, and then now being a part of it, which feels really amazing because I know that the yeah. Encuentro Popular is kind of like the voice of the people and it brings kind of like this tradition of... Uh, trova. It's like, yeah, it's like that Nueva Trova stuff where people are not just playing music, um, just like musical notes, but they're conveying like these really social ideas and why it kind of fits in with Soultron is really, really important. And that's yeah. why I think that this is going to be a really spectacular event. Yeah, it feels pretty awesome. Well, Soltron's debut performance was in January, and uh, you all have been getting lots of attention and have been performing at different venues and events. <laughs> <laughs> I know that I hear a lot about you guys, and I, I know there's a lot of excitement and energy when I hear people talk about Soltron, and rightfully so. But I also think that the band is seen as a symbol of the Mission District, a neighborhood where many of the band members come from, I assume, and has a long, rich Latino history. And I'm curious if uh, you all see yourselves as very connected to the history of the mission and if you see yourselves as representatives of this uh, spirit of resistance in a time when uh, this neighborhood is an example of an intense process of gentrification that has been taking place. I personally think that for me, this group and the music that I have been able to play with this group is an expression of who I am. And I have roots in the mission. And so, yes, to the fullest degree, this music is highly representative of who I am personally. You know, I'm speaking for myself, you know, and I think most of us feel the same way. But I'll let, you know, them uh, go ahead and chime in on that, Manolo. Um, yeah, that I think that, that, that the subjects that we touch upon are things that, that are extremely relevant to what's going on in, in the neighborhood, in the community. And there's a line in one of the songs that I say, and it says, it's more than the mission district at state. Well, every city and state can relate. Time to collaborate. And it's kind of related to how, yes, there's something going on in the mission, but it's a part of a, you know, a thing that's happening in different places. Yeah. Kind of around the country and around the world. Like, if you want to get to, like, immigration issues and if you want to talk about, you know, people owning where the, the land that they, that they live in. These are issues that right now are at the heart of a lot of problems that are that are happening worldwide. Yeah. And so, of course, you know, when they say think, uh, think globally, but act locally, in some levels, we're kind of like doing that. Like locally, we're we're addressing those things that are that are happening to us. And so hopefully I think that that just based on the message that we're that we're giving out that it connects to other people who are linked with the same kind of the same kind of problems or the same kind of issues and the same situ situation and scenarios and that um maybe there's a there's an ability to, to collaborate on that instead of it just necessarily being something that's isolated in one place but kind of like a systemic thing that's happening in addressing that well i know i would love to play your music right now except i can't because you all don't have 
a CD just out yet. Um, That's right. And we don't That's have the okay. trombone player to go. <laughs> <laughs> and the only way to really hear you all is by checking you all live. And you're going to be playing at the 34th El Encuentro del Canto Popular this Sunday at 7 p.m. at the chapel in San Francisco. So I highly recommend that our listeners check the show out. Soltron will be performing there with La Mecánica Popular from Brooklyn, New York, and also with John Santos and the John Santos Sextet. And it's going to be an amazing performance. But the good news is all of you have been very busy in the recording studio because you are working on creating and putting out your first CD. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, we were um, on Sunday... We did a 10-hour session. It was a marathon session. Uh, we just recorded basically the groundwork for the first five songs of the album. We got a take of each song, uh, but there's a lot more work that we want to put in, like overdubs and stuff. Each section is going to meet with the producer, Greg Landau, to put in you know, sounds like extra instruments or to fix a part here, maybe a solo there, um, vocalist too. So we've been working extremely hard on the album. Yes. We, we were rehearsing... Um, multiple times a week for a couple months to like refine our songs and it's been really exciting is like for me it was a new experience i've never recorded an album so yeah. it was it was totally different than performing for sure and when do you all think you'll have the album ready by okay. that's a good question, <laughs> that a good question. <laughs> so we have big ideas for this album and you know the artwork and videos that we want to release i think we're gonna have some treats for the fans Hopefully, um, maybe let's say February, maybe yeah. February, March ish, you know, just in time for spring break. Yeah. <laughs> Play that on your vacation. I think realistically, we would like to have the full thing done probably by summer, but we've been working real hard on it. Well, I know we're looking forward to having that completed, so the sooner the better. But why don't you tell our listeners how they can stay up with Soltron, how they can find out about your other upcoming performances. Um, the easiest way to stay in touch is through Facebook. You look up Sol Soltron SF on Facebook, or you can go to our website, SoltronSF.com. We also have the Instagram, Soltron SF. So if you just remember our name and you put a little SF on the end, how do you, you spell will be Soltron? In, <laughs> that's a good question. <laughs> it's S-O-L-T-R-O-N, Soltron. Well, I have to ask, just because you've said Soltron many times right now, <laughs> what does it mean and where does it come from? Oh, that was a that was a child of all of ours. It's a lot. It's a straight like origin myth story behind this. <laughs> That's right. And we're writing it. Um, well, what happened was is that when Anthony summoned the call and there was 12 people that came together, <laughs> we were like, holy smokes, it seemed like it formed like Voltron. And maybe this generation might not know too much about it, but Soltron was one of those. Or Voltron. Old, or yeah, Voltron was this old school cartoon where kind of like Transformers, where all these pieces like came together and formed this huge, this huge character. So we're kind of like a a big, huge composite of all these people. Well, thank you so much, Anthony, Manolo, and Noah, for taking the time to come into the studio and talk with us. We are definitely looking forward to Sunday's performance. Again, it's the 34th annual Encuentro del Canto Popular and that will be taking place at 7 p.m. at the chapel in San Francisco. Thank you so much for the invite. Thanks for the opportunity. Thank you.
on Sunday, December 13th at 8 p.m., the Mariachi, you know, get it, Merry Christmas, Mariachi Christmas, Mariachi Sol de Mexico with Jose Hernandez will be coming to the Davies Symphony Hall, and we're going to be able to give away a pair of tickets. So this 14-piece Grammy-nominated ensemble, Mariachi Sol de Mexico, returns to Davies Hall for a colorful celebration of Mexico's Christmas traditions. Mariachi Sol de Mexico has performed with Selena, Juan Gabriel, Jose Feliciano, Luis Miguel, Vicky Carr, Rocio Durcal, and a whole bunch of other people. So many, it's a very long list. Also in that list, Willie Nelson. The music of Mariachi Sol de Mexico can be heard on a bunch of different soundtracks, and they've recorded more than a dozen CDs. So we're going to give away a pair of tickets to this show that's happening on Sunday, December 13th at 8 p.m. at Davies Hall on Venice. And you can find out more at www.sfsymphony.org holiday. That's www.sfsymphony.org holiday. And you can win a pair of tickets if you call and let us know the name of this mariachi group. We're going to give tickets away to the first person who calls and says the name of the mariachi group. Enjoy. You'll get to hear a little bit of the group. Now call Listening to La Raza Chronicles, and I'm your host, Vanessa Bohm. We've been talking with local band Soltron about the exciting 34th Encuentro de Canto Popular that is organized by Acción Latina each year and that will be held this Sunday, December 6th, at the chapel in San Francisco. And we have on the line with us now Efraín Rosas, member and leader of the psychedelic salsa band La Mecánica Popular, who will also be performing as part of this year's Encuentro. He joins us all the way from Peru. Gracias, Efraín, por estar con nosotros esta noche. Gracias a ti por invitarme. Well, Mecánica Popular is bringing a unique sound to this year's Encuentro that folks definitely will find it hard not to dance to, and that's the psychedelic influence and modern mix of sounds that you combine with a classic style of salsa. Tell us who's in the band and how you came together to create this new salsa sound. Right now, it's Felipe works on guitar, uh, he's Peruvian, uh, Dan Martinez on bass, he's from Puerto Rico, Carlos Yamasaki, he's from Peru to Congas, and Jesus Marval from, from Venezuela, Tim Valero. So it's been, a, it's been really hard to find a, a people who could play clave, like really the tight groove, because that's what I like about salsa, the old school, salsa dura. It was really hard, you know, and, and the, the rhythm was tight. It was almost kind of West African folkloric feel to it. But I also wanted to be with people who could play and who were into and could understand a free improvisation from free jazz and avant-garde jazz and also from experimental electronics, like European avant-garde, Varese, uh, John Cage, and stuff like that. So it's kind of different world. I think a lot of people like those things, but it was uh, not so easy to find 
find the people who were into both things, but I managed to find them in, in New York, people from different countries. So, um, yeah, we, we got together, and, and I'm really happy with, with the results now. It's, it's a lot of fun to play. There's a lot of improvisation in life, so there's a lot of connection between us. And you yourself are from Lima, Peru, and we're calling you, you're in Peru right now, and I feel you can hear some of that influence in the music. I'm sure the other musicians who are involved with La Mecánica Popular influence the music that you create as well. How do you think that you uh, mix the different Latin American traditions into the music of La Mecánica Popular? Peru and my, and my city, Lima, it, it's very special because it's not a Caribbean country. It's in the Pacific, and the biggest culture in Peru is in the Andean culture, although we also have the Amazon and the coast. Afro-Peruvian culture is present, too. It's really a melting pot. We also have a big Japanese presence and Chinese presence. So. And Afro-Latin music are here. It's not that it's ours. It's, we just borrowed it. But there's, for example, chicha or psychedelic cumbia from Peru. It's a mixture of cumbia, salsa, guaracha, rock, experimental electronics. So I think unconsciously that attitude of mixing everything, like quote-unquote not respecting tradition, I mean, I respect tradition, but just not caring if it's right or wrong, just doing it because you feel it. I think that attitude, I have inherited that attitude from chicha or Peruvian cumbia however you want to call it. And, yeah, you know, I think people in Lima are very open to different kinds of music. We have like 40 languages in Peru, and all of them are spoken in Lima. It's pretty crazy. And we also hear music, from, listen to music from Europe, from the U.S., and from from the Caribbean, you know, from, from tropical music, which is, was not created here, not ours, but just, we just borrowed it and, and played in our own style, you know. So I think La Mecanica Popular is definitely a result of that. And of course, you got here the chicha, the processed guitars, the chicha guitars, and the things which are also part of chicha culture, I guess, but also from rock. Well, let's take a listen to one of your songs now off of your debut album, La Mecánica Popular, which was released in 2013. Which song should we play? Let's play the first single we released. We also have a little video, which I really like. It's called La Paz del Freak. This song is by La Mecánica Popular off of their debut album of the same name, and the song is La Paz del Freak. <laughs> La regalaste un man al peor man 
Oye tú, bendita tu corazón, tu pasado y tu verdad, por las luces de esta estrella que te ofrezco el río. song La Paz del Freak by the Brooklyn-based group La Mecánica Popular. They will be performing this Sunday at the 34th Encuentro de Canto Popular in San Francisco at the chapel. We're speaking with Efraín Rosas, a member of the band, about their music and their upcoming performance. The first time I listened to your music, I think I was listening to the remake of Michael Jackson's Thriller, and I realized that even though I could hear the roots of salsa, my body also wanted to move to the classic sounds and beats of Michael Jackson's Thriller, which felt kind of liberating because usually when you listen to salsa, there's this expectation of dancing in a certain style or steps. It seems like much more than just diehard salsa fans can appreciate your music. Exactly, that's what I'm looking for. As I said, I'm not a salsero. I wasn't born like that. I, I just like salsa. I love it. I also love other music. Uh, I know I can dance salsa, but I also like dancing it however I want. And in our shows, some people dance it like traditionally, but also other people just go crazy. And I think that's my favorite part of it. People go crazy and just do whatever, just move with the music, you know? It becomes more like a ritual. It becomes more a way of expressing yourself. People feel free to dance however they want. I like that because I think sometimes people can feel intimidated by people who are really good dancers, but I think dancing is for everyone and everyone should dance however they, they want and just enjoy the music. That's great. Well, many of your fans and our listeners might not know that your interest in mixing modern and traditional music goes pretty deep. You're actually doing a PhD in music exploring some of this right now. Can you tell us a little bit more about your work? Sure, I came to New York because I got a scholarship to do a PhD at NYU five years ago. I'm actually in the last stages. I'm finishing that. And my work talks about how 
music technologies available in the market have been developed with a Western sense of rhythm. So that's why the electronic music we usually hear is kind of square or it doesn't have that syncopation that Afro-Latin music or African music has. It's kind of difficult to do that kind of music with the available electronic tools we have right now. So my dissertation talks about the political implications of that, the sociological implications of that, of how technology and science is biased and is uh, directed by a culture, uh, from a cultural standpoint, from a political standpoint, and it's more people from not only Afro-Latin music, but from, I don't know, Indian, you know, South American, Asian, traditional cultures could take part of the decisions of in which directions music technologies go. Music technology would be different, and it would, would be easier for, for those people to play their own music with music technology. And the, the other part of my dissertation is actually making music and making instruments. I am developing a drum machine that is thought for the Afro-Latin experimentalist, and also a drumming robot that is going to play this Afro-Latin experimental rhythm. Wow, that sounds exciting. Well, let's take a listen to another one of your songs so our listeners can get ready to be part of this year's 34th Encuentro del Canto Popular that will be taking place in San Francisco this Sunday at 7 p.m. at the chapel. Which song should we play? Maybe one of your latest songs. Yes, we just released a new single through the only vinyl label, Names You Can Trust, the label that promotes really cool Latin American music. And it's a cover, a cumbia version of the classic uh, Riders on the Storm by The Doors. And we did, we did our own version, so hope you like it.
That was the song Riders on the Storm by the Brooklyn-based group La Mecánica Popular. They will be performing again this Sunday at the 34th Encuentro del Canto Popular in San Francisco at the chapel. We're speaking with Efrain Rosas, a member of the band, about their music and their upcoming performance. So Efrain, you're going to be part of this wonderful event that the Bay Area puts on every year through Acción Latina, the 34th annual Encuentro Popular, and it'll be your debut performance on the West Coast. Yes, we are very excited. We are very excited because, it's, as you say, it's the first time we're playing there. And uh, to do it through this amazing institution, Acción Latina, and through a festival that has 34 years promoting Latin American culture, it's an honor. I mean, we're very excited about it, and uh, we hope to meet our fans down there and to let people who don't know us, let them know about our music and what we are doing. I think we are all in this on the same page about promoting Latin American culture and taking it in new directions beyond stereotypes, beyond what we are supposed to be or what how we are supposed to sound. I'm very excited about it. Well, we're also very excited to have the chance to see you all play here in the Bay Area. And you came out with your first album in 2013. What are you all currently working on? And I know you're working on your own different projects as well. Yes, I am starting to make the music for a new album. It's going to be very different. These two years have been really intense for me, really exciting for me. I had the opportunity to go to do some research and play some music in Ghana, in West Africa. I also went trip to the Amazon in Peru. And it kind of it changed the way I see music and uh, the way I see life, actually. And, and, and that's going to definitely, definitely affecting the way I, I make music. It's still going to be based on the African diaspora music in Latin America and on electronics. But it's going deeper in the roots of African music. I'm, I'm going to use more that West African style. And it's going to be more experimental in the electronic side. So I'm really excited about it. Well, it's been great having you on the show, Efrain, all the way from Lima, Peru. I know that we're looking forward to checking out La Mecánica Popular for your West Coast debut performance at the chapel alongside Soltron and John Santos and the John Santos Sextet with special guest Roberto Hernández. Muchísimas gracias por estar con nosotros, and we'll see you on Sunday, December 6th. Cool. Thank you very much. And I invite everybody to come support these amazing bands, Ion Santos, Soltron, and uh, come check us out to support Latin Latina and Latin American culture. Caminando por la calle Victoria Y un amigo me habla de revolución Buscando la definitiva respuesta Ahora tanto problema Estoy sentado en un bar
santo Me rompen el coco las teorías de conspiración El 2012 a mí nunca me engañó Difíciles ver mal en uno mismo Más difícil es cambiar la forma en que vivimos Si venimos a amarrarnos a un pasado Con esa mochila que me pasó Mi tata y que seguro que vos también la va a cantar Serrano for La Raza Chronicles. On January 16th in San Francisco, the Nicaraguan community will be celebrating the 100th anniversary of the life and death of Nicaragua's national poet, Ruben Darío. Among the many local poets, musicians, and dancers performing in Ruben Darío's honor will be the local poet Francisco X. Arlacón. The following is Arlacón's poem, War, which he will read for us in English and then in Spanish. War is death. War is reason going mad, senseless, clueless, insane. War is a big lie posted as truth, a dark hole with no end in sight. War is the atrocious beast of greed that justifies even crimes against humanity. War is terror on grand scale, loudless, immoral, inhumane. War is a devouring monster feeding on the youth of nations. War is a river of tears and despair, extended flags masking caskets as excuses. War is what evil is to good, ruthless, Heartless, hopeless, war is a perennial night without midday. It blinds us, it pains us, it denies us. War is what death is to life. Always waged in our name against us all. Guerra es muerte. La guerra es la razón sin razón. 
sin sentido, sin clave, sin cordura. La guerra es una gran mentira hecha verdad, un socavón oscuro sin final a la vista. La guerra es la bestia atroz de la avaricia, que justifica hasta crímenes contra la humanidad. La guerra es el terror a gran escala, sin leyes, inhumano, inmoral. La guerra es un monstruo devorador que se alimenta de la juventud de las naciones. La guerra es un río de lágrimas y desesperación, banderas tendidas enmascarando fetros como excusas. La guerra es lo que el mal es para el bien, cruel, desalmado, sin esperanza. La guerra es una noche perenne sin mediodía. Nos ciega, nos asiaga, nos niega. La muerte es la guerra como es para la vida. Siempre hecha a nombre nuestro contra todos nosotros. You just heard Francisco X. Alarcón, who'll be reading live in celebration of the national poet of Nicaragua, Rubén Darío, on January 16th at the Mission Cultural Center for Latino Arts in San Francisco at 7 p.m., with food and festivities at 6 p.m. I will also be reading, and I invite all La Raza Chronicle listeners to be sure to stop by and say hello. This is La Raza Chronicles, Crónicas de la Raza, list of upcoming events for the week of December 1st and December 8th. I'm Brenda Yescas. Today, through Friday, December 11th, the Mission Cultural Center for the Latino Arts Printmaking Studio, Mission Grafica, announces its second annual print sale fundraiser, with more than 100 prints up for sale. Mission Grafica's collection contains more than 2,000 historical posters from the Chicano Latino Visual Arts Movement. For more information, you can go to missionculturalcenter.org. On Thursday, December 3rd, Kate Rafael, KPFA's program producer of Women's Magazine, will be discussing human trafficking in Israel, discussed in her newly released novel, Murder Under the Bridge, a Palestinian mystery at Modern Times Books in San Francisco from 7 to 9 p.m. On Friday, December 4th at 10 p.m., Culcha Latino every first Friday at Bisap Bay Obama in Oakland. This is the Bay Area's only Spanish reggae, dance hall, and plena party with special live performance by Oakland's own Deuce Eclipse. On Friday, December 4th at 10 p.m., Causa Justa, Just Cause, hosts a free monthly music and party series called Friday Live with special guest musical trio Las Sirenas at El Rio in San Francisco, elriosf.com for more information. On Friday, December 4th at 9 p.m., La Pelanga and La Misión Volumen 5, an Afro-Latin dance party featuring LA's Bullepongo and Oakland's Aluna at the Brick and Mortar Music Hall, brickandmortarmusic.com for more information. Saturday, December 5th at 8 p.m., Immigrant Stories, personal stories honoring the immigrant experience. This evening's performance is dedicated to honoring the experience of immigrants and celebrating our commonality as a nation of immigrants, whether we arrived by choice or by force, at La Peña Cultural Center, lapeña.org for more information. Also on Saturday, December 5th, La Casa de los Sentidos in celebration of MAP, Mission Arts Performance Project, presents A Night for Denhai, The Flower Lady, 
at 2549 Folsom. Starts at 7.30 p.m. A fundraiser for medical expenses for Denhai Donis, the woman who has brought you art and flowers to the Mission District and other cultural events for the last 15 years. Join us for some music, food, and friendship on Saturday, December 5th. You just heard a list of upcoming events for La Raza Chronicles, Crónicas de la Raza. Gracias por acompañarnos. If you want to find out more about these events, go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash La Raza Chronicles. If you want to submit events, please email it to us at larazachronicles at kpfa.org. You've been listening to Crónicas de la Raza, La Raza Chronicles on KPFA 94.1 FM, community-powered radio. If you'd like to hear this program again or share it with others, just search for us, La Raza Chronicles, on SoundCloud.com. And make sure to like us on Facebook to receive regular updates on news, arts, culture, and music con un sabor latino. And of course... Email us at larazachronicles at kpfa.org to share with us ideas you may have for future shows and segments. Stay tuned next Tuesday at 7 p.m. for more of La Raza Chronicles, Crónicas de la Raza. Hasta la próxima. <laughs>